The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, we're talking Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls documentary. It is freaking awesome. Also, um, before we get rolling with that, you're listening, by the way, to the Functional Sports of Hawk and Sam Van Dam. We'll talk about that in a bit. After a hiatus, I am proud to announce that the Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide is back. It is on Amazon. You can check the link in the show notes below, and you'll be able to have access to it. Why would you buy it this early? Because you get free updates. They're optimized. It's coming out with a lot of really cool stuff. Um, Node Guide does better at at predicting sleepers. We have years of history with this. Um, If you bought the guide last year, you probably ended up with Lamar Jackson in a ridiculously low round and won your league. So congratulations there. Um, If you didn't get the guide, then uh, you you, like everybody else, trying to get Lamar Jackson in the last round. It didn't really work out for you so well, did it? Um, but yeah, we do, we do really good with sleepers seriously. And then we do uh, really good about predicting risk players. Like we told everybody to avoid David uh, Johnson. Everybody was for freaking, for some reason, trying to draft early. Everybody's trying to draft Le'Veon Bell last year early. And we knew based on our math and our analytics and our projections that that was not the right move. So once again, fantasy football, Almanac and draft guide, free updates throughout the off season available on Amazon. Click the link in the show notes below. You'll see it. Uh, Sam, buddy, how are you doing? My friend? Man, it is Groundhog's Day at the Van Dam household. I'll tell you that, buddy. So, okay, so let's let's get the pandemic update. Let's get this out of the way because we're gonna be talking some last dance. Um, yeah. Um, so why don't you give me yours first? So you, th- what's the deal in Florida? What's the latest there? Well, I mean, you know, we're starting to open stuff back up, but um, you know, I'm not I'm not going out with the masses to be honest with you because yeah. you know I'd rather I'd rather see a slow a slow bleed than a uh, than a gush out and. Uh, so, I mean, things are still pretty normal for me as far as, you know, homeschooling, working at home. Uh, try to get out into some sort of nature every day. Walks, That's good. Um, with the with the kid and, you know, stuff like that. Um, doing some, um, you know, some outside stoop uh, dinners and, you know, <laughs> t- get, getting dinner uh, to go from somewhere and then sitting out in a having a little picnic but yeah man it's just you know the weeks are just kind of the same so school school's uh wrapping up next week so that'll be uh that'll be a nice little load off every day so is school back in session there no 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 but homeschool homeschool oh right right? yeah because my kids my kids are still young right yeah 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 so like all the stuff she has to do for homeschool and since i'm able to work from home very you know, uh, fortunate to be able to do that. Um, I'm, you know, I'm taking, taking, uh, the teacher role and yeah, right. getting that all set up and trying to work it through my usually six to seven zoom meetings a day. So, yeah. And you uh, have, you have your daughter full time, right? Because your, your yeah. wife or your ex-wife, I should say is a, is a nurse. So she's not yeah. in the, um, um, I mean, because she's exposed, right? So you're keeping your kids safe and you're keeping. Well, no, we're keeping right? no, like you know, she'll go there on the weekends mm. and stuff like that. It's more just so. I mean, she's just doing frontline stuff every yeah, okay. day, so um, to try to keep the uh, the schedule nice and yep, you know, keep it tight, baby. Keep it. Tight, yeah, man. keep it tight. It's yeah. So. Yeah. 
Well, my world um, is vastly different. It's part of re the reason we took the hiatus. It wasn't because, you know, the show, it wasn't because we didn't think there was anything to talk about. It's literally because uh, life for me just got weird. And I'm sure it's getting weird for everybody. So I'll just say, uh, you know, everybody can commiserate with me um, for a little bit. But, you know, I know probably just based on percentages, right? If we took a flat percentage, probably, you know, 20 to 25% of you at this point are at least furloughed. Um, you You probably at least have your um your hours cut right so thankfully my wife is in an industry where um you know it's it's insurance and so like people still need insurance so she hasn't had her her hours cut um i lost uh, one of my consulting contracts i picked up a, a different one um so we're doing everything we can basically to, to keep our heads above water but i know there are a lot of americans a lot of people across the world right now that um, that aren't able to keep their heads above water, and they're having to take out loans. And yeah, there are programs and government programs, but the bottom line is you, you have to pay that money back at some point. And so right. even if you're you're taking a loan, and yeah, you can make your rent or your mortgage or something like that, but if you're taking a loan out and you have to pay it back, your your earnings and your lifelong earnings potential is still taking a hit right now because you can't earn and you're taking out a loan. So you're basically kind of like, it's like taking an equity mortgage out of your house and doing nothing with it. You're just pay, right. you're gonna have to pay back. Even if it's no interest or whatever, you still have to pay back money that you're not earning right now. So it's a bummer. It's a bummer for everybody. I'm grateful for where I am, even though it's a pain, giant pain in the butt what I'm doing right now. But uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just a person just like everybody else. I'm in Illinois, we're still shut down. Uh, shut down through the end of the month. The super, uh, it's working its way up through the courts. I will say in Wisconsin, I don't know if you've heard this, Wisconsin recently had their um, stay-at-home order revoked by the conservative judges there. So both, Sam, you in Georgia and me in Wisconsin, um, we have neighbors to the north that are opening things up. Um, and then I don't know what the deal is. We have a phased plan, but they've also pushed back the projected peak of the COVID. And... Mm -hmm. um, and so now they're saying it could take place in, you know, in mid-May to mid-June as they're quote-unquote flattening the curve. So I think that's what's going to happen is we're going to get another two weeks at least. Mm -hmm. um, it will go from like whatever, I think it was like May 29th. I think it'll go at least to June 15th. And people are already starting to file lawsuits and stuff like that. So I think it's probably, I don't know what the makeup of the judge, I'm guessing they're probably more liberal in Illinois because Chicago is so powerful as a city and a voting base. But it wouldn't shock me if they overturn this and that we get everything opened up. And I'm not concerned about it being open if people were smart. But my overriding theory on society in general is that, you know, most people are idiots. So um, I think we're going to I think this country is you know due to get a really nasty second wave with early opening and not even early opening, but opening without guidelines Right. Or, or people that have guidelines and then stupid people not following the guidelines. So I'm yeah. uh, I'm concerned for the country. I'm concerned for the economy because I'm concerned that there are people that still aren't really taking this whole thing seriously enough. And that's what's the issue to me. Well, very, very true. I mean, and I know they've opened restaurants back up here. They have guidelines, but I'm not going to be sitting in a restaurant right now because with – you know, even though somebody else might be, you know, six, seven feet away at another table, mm -hmm. like I'm just not going to be in a contained space with anybody right now. You know, I'm not getting on a plane right now. I'm not, you know, yeah. um, I'm not going to put myself out there until we see some, you know, some changes. Um, yeah. You know, 
it, it, it's it, it's and we'll wrap up this COVID little update, you know, for us. But um, I read in the newspaper today that, um, or I didn't read a new. I don't get a newspaper. I was reading on the <laughs> newspaper's website today that um, that um, the, the the diocese, you know, the Catholic diocese in Chicago and and the suburb the suburbs here are going to start to open things back up. And um, you know, like I have a set of in laws that are very devout Catholic, and I, me growing up Catholic, I know that part of being a Catholic, you know, a good Catholic person, a good Catholic follower, whatever the word is, is you show up, hell or high water, you show up to, to church. It doesn't matter what's going on. So when they open this back up, um, you know, I always say, like, I always come back after Christmas Eve mass when I go now and uh, complain. And I, you know, I always lament to my wife. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to the leper colony to, to hear a guy talk about the birth of Jesus because it's, you always hear these people that have coughs and you can tell when they're allergy coughs or like really nasty sick, right. like I have strep throat cough. There's always right. like really nasty coughs in there. And lo and behold, I always get sick the first week of January or the last yeah. week of December for years. And it's because I end up going to these things. So, you know, to, to some extent, I wish some of these places would stop talking about, like, freedom and assembly and all that. Yeah, uh-huh. rights as citizens, you get that. But is it smart to do that? And some, right. at some point, you have, to, you have to draw a line between intelligent and unintelligent. Because let's be honest about this. If we just took this seriously in January or uh-huh. February or March and stayed home as a society— we would not be where we are right now. The right. Band-Aid would have been ripped off. We would have gotten a small second wave, um, a smaller, I should say, than we'll get, and uh-huh. it would have been ripped off. But I'm telling you, as a country, it takes like 5 or 10% of idiots to infect the people that are smart enough to take this seriously for a month, and that's all it takes. Guys, seriously out there, for crying out loud, it's not about you. Yes, I know 99.5% of you are going to beat it. Do you want to kill your grandma because right. you're an idiot? That's what this is about. It's about the collective. And if we just stay home for a month as a country, but we can't even do that, right? We can't even do that. Stay home for a month. If you're not sick in two weeks, stay home for stay home for another two weeks. And then boom, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And then the economy gets back up. Everybody wins in that scenario. But no, we don't want everybody wins. We want, we want 50% of the country to lose. Everybody wants half the country to lose. We can all win right now. You just got to be smart. And then we can get ports back. I gotta start dropping oh, no, the up. Stop man. dropping the up on. I gotta come back and loop that out. It's causing more work for myself because I'm, I'm all riled up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta I gotta unloop it because I can't monetize the videos on YouTube. Then I'm only getting like, you know, a one thousandth of a penny per video right now because nobody's <laughs> buying ads on YouTube. I got no money. I'm working ninety hours a week. <laughs> Taking hiatus from the stuff I like to do. <laughs> working for pesos here for crying out loud <laughs> pandemic stay home for a month do it for me or don't <laughs> <laughs> whatever oh, gosh. Sean's, last dance sean yeah sean's epic sean's epic covid19 you rant. idiots rant <sighs> buy the fantasy football almond i can draft guide available on amazon.com anyway yeah, Last Dance, man, that thing is sweet, huh? Oh my goodness, man! Michael's so cool. He's yeah. still reminding people. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I was. Um, it's it's hard for me to get get away from that rant. I I hadn't talked about that in a while. I was I was charged up, man. I gotta gotta switch gears. <laughs> 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 
got to bring this back. I was I was in full drive, man. I got to put that oh, back yeah. in a, back into neutral. Whew. Anyway, yeah, no, um, Last Dance. So we talked, I think, about the, the first two episodes, uh, but we didn't really jump in because, you know, just of, of all the stuff that we've had going on, or <laughs> I've had going on specifically, it's been my fault. I'll, I'll, I'll own up to that. But um, no, Lynn, like, the, the, I love how they're doing it. Let's just talk about it from, as a film for a second. I love how they're doing it. And, you know, they basically start with the intro as they're going into the um, their last season together. And then they start, and they go, they go from, like, basically the present, story to the background so then they go back to michael jordan and scotty pippen like they're you know the first two episodes kind of where they came from right where they grew up the college like all that stuff how they came to be on the bulls uh the transactions that they made the trade of bill Car- yeah, for bill cartwright getting rid of oakley um and then they start to get in you know as they go further and further into the season you get more dennis rodman stories then you go back um and they they start going back and you start to get these um which i didn't realize was going to happen you start to get kind of the full kind of documentary story of, of the of the Bulls teams that were battling the Pistons and then breaking through and then beating the Lakers and then the Dream Team and all that. So they're going back and forth and weaving this story together. And all throughout the time, I'll say this. There's, there's two things I'm really noticing about Jordan. Um, one is, like, his level of intensity. Um, I mean, it's legendary. I truly don't think – like, Tom Brady's an intense – Obviously, with what he's been able to do with his career and all that and his competitiveness and all that, I don't think we, we've ever seen a Michael Jordan um, in sports like that level of I want to I rip your throat out. I can't think of another one, truly. Like I know there are guys that talk like, like Kobe is the one that comes to mind like that. I just don't, I just don't see that level of crazy in Kobe. But, you know, maybe if we got, to be fair, maybe if we had gotten, you know, um, an interview 10 years from now about that Lakers three-peat team, maybe I would agree but or disagree with myself there. But what do you think about that? No, I think this is this is totally different because it is, it's so weird that it's so long ago and we haven't seen, you know, some of this footage. And, you know, uh, the timing right now couldn't be better. It was supposed to originally air during the finals, um, which, you know, would have been, you know, especially if you think LeBron would have been in the finals and everyone would would have been pretty much talking about this, Mm -hmm. um, would have been kind of funny. Yeah. Um, you know, because that, I mean, that's Michael, you know, that's Michael Jordan to be like, uh, you know what? Like, yeah, you're doing your thing, but here I'm gonna have everyone still talk about me in a season that happened 22 years ago. Um, yeah, it's incredible, and I think it's it, they've done a really good job the way that Fantastic. they weave stuff in and out. I know some people that I've read like they don't like that. They were like, "I thought we were just getting stuff about the last season." And okay, it's like, so you get so you get two episodes. Good for right, you. Right, right. Get, you get ten less hours. Great. Yeah, originally it was supposed to be a four episode thing, and it got pushed to ten because and there's still stuff that they they wanted to do that they left out. Um, they did a whole thing, you know, there's a whole thing on uh, why players are taxed in certain states, certain things, and it's basically mm. the Michael Jordan tax. Um, and that's a whole thing they didn't go into. And, you know, because you just could, you you could just keep going. The Talk a little bit that, more about that. I don't know what that is. Well, um, basically, in, uh, in the 91 season, when the Bulls were playing, um, <laughs> they were playing the uh, Lakers, 
the Lakers, you know, made a thing that said, all right, we're going to start taxing the teams. They, they did it right before the Bulls started coming in. Basically, we're going to start taxing the players mm. where they're where they're gaining their employment from. Um, so when you're in a whatever state and that eventually got passed to a lot of states. Right. Um, so it was basically called the Michael Jordan tax because they wanted to stick it to him. Um, while he was in California, then the, uh, the, uh, well, I don't know if it was a governor or Senator, I don't know. Someone in Illinois, um, decided to do the same thing. And it was like created this whole thing. It, it's really something interesting to read into. I haven't done well, a deep yeah. dive. I just heard, um, never underestimate as somebody who lives here, never underestimate the, uh, the ability for Illinois to take your money. Yeah. So Basically, I was I was listening to a, a podcast with the uh, with the director of this, and JJ Reddick was talking to him about that, and he was saying how when he goes and when they're in different states, they get taxed. So sometimes they'll leave a night early so that they're not there an extra day. <laughs> so it, yeah. depending on where they are, you know, because it could be an extra twelve percent or something like that. You know, um, if you're in Florida, you they they sometimes will will uh spread that trip out you know and they yeah. might stay in florida a little bit longer um so that their off day is in florida even though maybe the next day they play in atlanta they might just stay in florida an extra day you know um just to kind of save everyone some money um so i just felt like that was totally interesting i, I would love to watch a whole thing on the finances of of sports like in like deep down you know on on paychecks of players and stuff but you know, there's stuff like that where they could just gone. And, you know, they did a little bit on Michael Jordan's, you know, shoes and stuff like that. But, I mean, that easily could have been two, three episodes on what he's done to to Nike, um, what he's done to for all these companies that he's, yeah, right. that he's worked with. Um, I thought it was interesting that he wanted to go with Adidas. Um, yeah, I'm sure you yeah. probably knew that as a shoe guy, and a lot of people who, who out there who listen yeah. to shoe, shoe people. I, I I wasn't, and I um and I knew Nike. I mean, he basically built Nike with his brand. Um, but um, I I thought it was interesting how against it he was, and then like his father yeah. basically kind of twisted his arm to taking the deal. I thought that was funny. Yeah, no, he definitely. You know, he wore Converse and. <laughs> you know, in college. And then basically Converse was like, uh, we're not, we don't have room for you. Yeah. Basically we got magic. We got bird. We got a Bernard King. We got all these other players and Nike was kind of the upstart company. And now you, you know, there's such a juggernaut. You can't think back to a point where maybe like if a new sneaker company came on the market now to be able to boom, like the way that Nike has, you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, and Michael you know, pretty much pushed a lot of that because they said, you know, Nike was just a smaller track company. And then Mike comes along and changed this game. So it's crazy. Yeah. And then, um, you know, talking about like the documentary and how much and all that stuff, like how much it they, they left out. Also, you know, you can tell if you went back and we, we featured a, a program, uh, the uh, Dennis Rodman for 30 for 30. And we talked about that um, for a while or for a show or something like that. But that 30 for 30 came from these interviews. Um, right. They're the same interviews that they're drawn from. So that was a whole 30 for 30. It was like a two hour, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. 30 for 30 just on Rodman. So they have a lot of stuff. And I think we'll probably still continue to see stuff come out of this with all that they did. But, you know, right. getting back to the documentary, it's fantastic. So, um, you know, the uh, we're, we're down to probably the last two episodes. We I know we're down to the last two episodes where we're going to get them um, – 
you know, Michael Jordan's coming back. I'm sure we'll probably see them win their finals against the Utah Jazz, um, the first of them. Um, and right. then we'll probably see, you know, the story of the Indiana Pacers, you know, seven game series, which I can't wait that I'm looking forward to that more than anything, that series, because I remember those series and I used to root because I wasn't a Bulls fan. I know you were, but I wasn't. And I used to root for Reggie Miller to get over the hump. Um, and those, those Pacers teams are really good. And, you know, the, the, the leave off is a little bit of a spoiler, but the leave off before, I guess it was a teaser, you know, Reggie Miller was on there and he's being interviewed, which I love all these other players coming back. Even Isaiah Thomas participated in this. Um, I know. Yeah. And, <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite part. So I know. far, by the way. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, I love to, this is another spoiler. So if you don't want to hear, if you haven't watched the, the episode with the Sonics, Gary Payton talking about, you know, his thing and Michael Jordan, they showed Michael Jordan, the, the tablet of Gary Payton's interview. And he was laughing so much. He was almost crying. <laughs> and then gives it away. He goes, I had no problem with Gary Payton. <laughs> you know, his right. Defense and all that. <laughs> I had other stuff though in my mind. Um, which is funny. It's funny to see these perspectives. Not that Michael Jordan ever say. Actually, you know what? The nicest he was to anybody in this whole series was um, Clyde Drexler when they were talking mm-hmm. about the Portland series. And he said, look, I'm not going to say Clyde wasn't a threat because he was, but I just didn't think that he was on my level. And that right, was the right. nicest thing. And he might, he <laughs> maybe might say some nice things about Reggie Miller, but even Reggie Miller, like he was just like, I thought we were the better team. To this day, I think we were the better team. And I think what he was going to get to was that, you know, I mean, you can't beat Jordan. I mean, you can have yeah. a better team. I think the San Francisco 49ers had the better team going to the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs had Patrick Mahomes, and that was the difference, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, so good. No, I, lo- I love the stuff where they show him the things on the iPad. I think that's brilliant because you're getting, like, raw, uncut Jordan. The same thing where he was like, you can show me whatever you want to, but Isaiah Sama says now. <laughs> He's like, I hate him. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's, full, like he's full of it. And <laughs> right. He goes, listen, you know, uh, Magic Johnson's the, the best point guard. And he goes, I put Isaiah Thomas right behind him. Yep. But I hate him. <laughs> yeah. And, there you yeah, go. That's and respect like, and hate. Straight right? up. And, and that guy, you could still see, like, he just has that fire in him. That, like, if he literally could still keep playing, would keep playing. You know, like yeah. if you could freeze it in time, Mike would never stop. And well, I just... think he would. I think he would because you can see in the in these things where he feels like he's getting burnt out. I think he would take hiatus every now and then. But I guarantee right. he'd be back. Like you said, he'd be back here battling LeBron just to make sure that LeBron understands. Because look, you can look at the stats, and I know the generation underneath us. Um, I don't know what they're called. Um, I guess we're technically millennials, although that's not really fit because we're kind of too young to be. We're in that tweener generation. Yeah, are they Z? I don't, I don't, know, I don't but, even know. But let's yeah. just say people who are under under 30, I think they look at this and they don't remember and they didn't re, they don't remember experiencing Michael Jordan through it, right? Like Michael right. Jordan was basically like Tom Brady but probably better mm-hmm. um than Tom Brady was like in their respective sports. And so people look at the stats and LeBron's accumulating a lot of stats and don't get me wrong, I think LeBron is certainly uh, he's he's either one or two uh, to me in that right. argument. But, you know, looking at this, I'm just like, oh, yeah, it, it's hard because you it's 20 years ago and you're like, you kind of forget mm-hmm. it about it. And then you see the fire and the stuff and like what what he did to get under competitor's skin and all this stuff. I'm just like, I, I'm sorry, but Michael Jordan would break LeBron mentally. He would like. And, oh, and, absolutely. And LeBron, like they, he, they'd have a nice like if they battled in the series, um, you know, but it, it'd be fun. But Michael Jordan would win the series. And I've always said that in a one-on-one game 
loser dies, like losers, losers thrown mm-hmm. off a cliff or something. Michael Jordan wins that game, probably wins the game by like, you know, if they're, he probably wins the game 11 to four, you know, it, it's, it, it, that, that is what it is. But then also I look at the, the Golden State Warriors and I've never felt that the Warriors were a better team than the Chicago Bulls. Um, it's just a different era of basketball. But if, right. the Chicago, if the Chicago Bulls wanted to play the three-point game, I think they would have been able to do that. I would have loved to see Dennis Rodman against Draymond Green, you know, uh-huh. with those things. I would have loved to see Jordan um, against um, um, Kevin Durant. I would have loved to see Scottie Pippen embarrass uh, <laughs> embarrass Stephon Curry or 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 Kevin Durant or whoever he was guarding. Right. I mean, the Bulls are the Bulls are a team that I think were built to play in any era and would have won in any era. Um, at this point, I might not say that in twenty years, but I say that today. I just don't see how the Bulls lose to any of those teams um, when they're at their peak. Well, they have two top players who are two top players in both offensive defense. Yeah. That's something you don't get a lot, you no. know, um, and they would have been up for the challenge regarding the hardest person on that team to guard. And then they would have looked forward to the challenge of of going at them on the offensive end. So um, and then, yeah, like Rodman's just got an edge and Phil Jackson was the right coach for that team. And yeah, I, I I'm I mean, I know we're partial. And that's our, you know, sometimes we have, you know, our our age bias and when we grew up and stuff. But, I mean, there's a reason there's a – this is uh, such a popular and demanded thing is because there that was a great, great, great team. And, I mean, the Warriors, that was a great team too. And I love watching them play and they are fun and, you know, but if I'm putting – I'm putting the Bulls up against anybody in any era. Yeah. Um, with the rules and yeah, like you said, if, if, if the three point they would, Mike would have learned how to shoot the threes the way, you know, cause he, I mean, he added the three to his game, his, right. you know, later years, you know, that just wasn't, that wasn't the way it was played right. then, you know, but I think I, and I'm telling you, you I know what, even, played anyway. even yeah. if they played era versus era and the Chicago bulls era, the non three point game versus the golden state warriors game, mm-hmm. I still think they win. I still think right. Well, the physicality too. I just don't know if they could, you know, like we're, you know, those guys aren't getting, you know, uh, as open either. You know, Mm -hmm. if you got Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan checking you from the time the ball's in, you know, inbounds, you know, right up in your grill, um, it's too too bad, man, dude. Yeah, man, I love it. I love it. I cannot wait. We'll be talking about this more next week as well with the um, with the conclusion of the series. Uh, I think we can probably wrap up the episode there, buddy. How do you feel about that? I feel great, man. All right. Everybody, once again, Fantasy Football Almanac and Draft Guide available on Amazon.com. Easiest way to get there, click the link in the show notes below. We'll be back. We are back full force post-pandemic, baby. We're here. We're here for you. So, um, yeah, everybody, hey, out there, stay stay safe. Take these things um, seriously. Wear the mask not for yourself but for your grandma. Because, you know, some other idiot who's not wearing a mask might kill your grandma or your grandpa, you know, and don't be that person that kills somebody else's because you think the whole thing's funny and a joke. It's just, it's not a joke. It's serious stuff. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening. And like I said, we'll be back soon. Go out, be good. Be good. Welcome to, Welcome the, podcast. to the podcast. Functional sports are holy. Sam and Sean, who they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast.
Netflix late nights, and they build an NBA, keeping the game tight. Repping the 407 Old Town, and 94s when they met, now they hold it down. Talking life, talking real social issues, all lighthearted, so don't bring your tissues. And don't talk stupid, cause Sean might lose it. You love sports, this podcast strikes like Cupid. Taking road trips, why not just for kicks? Sean going global, you know why? YOLO. And don't get him started on Gooch Givens. They here to spit knowledge, no time for the dishes. Aging like a fine wine, sipping in the kitchen. Gray in the beard, got wisdom, so listen. Functional sports are holy. Sam and Sean, who they be. Sports in real life, they got real lives. Better tune in every week, don't miss the podcast. Cause you might get put on blast. And you know just what we call it. Functional sports are holy.